a listener production. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Broadsheet's editorial director, Katja Vuchtel, and the host of this Guide to Melbourne. Amory is a Melbourne fashion label beloved for its minimalist leather sandals. The brand's just released its first ready-to-wear collection, and Broadsheet's shopping editor is going to give us the scoop today. Before she does, we're chatting about a raft of excellent new tie spots that have opened since the beginning of the year. It has been a great year for fans of Thai food in this city, with several new additions to the top end of Burke Street in the CBD and elsewhere in the city, which lends greater credence to the idea that there's a precinct now that's Melbourne's unofficial Thai town, which is awesome. Food and drink editor Audrey Payne has eaten a lot of Thai food this year in the name of research. Yeah. She joins us today to talk about some of these spots. Audrey, what was your most memorable meal at some of these new openings? Wow, what a question. I think my most memorable meal was at Nora Thai in South Yarra because it was such an accidental discovery. Or yeah, you just stumbled across it with a mate. I just stumbled across it with a friend and we were trying to eat somewhere else and we were both kind of annoyed because um, we'd messed up the reservation and it was like one of those, not to be woo-woo, but I was like, oh, everything happens for a reason. Like <laughs> we went there and ordered the spiciest food ever, got a bunch of beers to like fight back the tears and I remember being there and being like how long has this restaurant been open like what is going on here and then very quickly assigning a writer and getting it up on the website yeah Yeah. so I think because it was just so accidental and like such one of those like delightful moments it's probably the most memorable it is there's something about an accidental meal Mm. that ends up being so high quality especially when you take a risk you're like this could be awful yeah but it was the complete opposite yeah Let's finish off with Nora Thai, actually, and we'll kind of start back at the beginning because there's a bunch of spots that have opened in the city as part of this little mini Thai boom that's occurred in 2023. You mentioned in your story that there was a, there's Kosan Lane, which mm-hmm. was a new place that opened, which was kind of named for the nightlife uh, area in Bangkok. Mm-hmm. And then Roslyn Thai sounded really interesting. Yeah. That's about Thai breakfast dishes. Yeah, so Roslyn Thai, it's kind of near where um, Witches and Britches is. <laughs> um, that's a landmark for me personally. It's in West Melbourne. It's diagonally opposite Flagstaff Gardens. And it's more focused on breakfast food. I think it's very exciting and kind of what I hope maybe the next wave of Melbourne cafes is going to be, which is more Asian breakfast. The way you would go get a bowl of noodles for lunch at like a Luxor place or something. Mm. I think it's cool to start seeing some of those cafes specializing in Thai breakfast, Malaysian breakfast, Chinese breakfast foods mm. opening. And I really hope that's the next I think, And I think Melbourneians want it and are yeah. ready for it. We have a great cafe culture. Oh, 100%. But, but menus look pretty similar mm. all over the city. And I think there's a real need to feel excited again mm. about going somewhere because you actually aren't going to find this menu item on the place next door, which is great. So Roslyn Thai is a good one for that. But let's talk about these three you focused on in your story, which have differences and similarities. Yeah. The restaurants are Patong Thai, Thai Ban and Nora Thai. It's such a funny coincidence, but also just a cool little through line, is that they're all run by these duos of women who have come to Australia from different parts of Thailand and found a friend (laughs) from the same region and wanted to make food that they missed from home. Three distinct pairs. It's not the same groups of people, but it's just 
really lovely to see people having found kind of like, I mean, the Norotai people described each other as family, like a chosen family kind of thing. And Mm. they've gone into business together. And I don't know, there's something about these places. You can really feel that love and community when you eat there. It is. It is interesting that when I was reading the original Mm. stories you put up on the site, I was like, wait, no, it was the last one I read about that had the two women friends. But it, it's been three of them, which is awesome. The first one that opened was Thai Barn, mm-hmm. or the first one we wrote about was Thai Barn on Burke Street. That references all these different places we're talking about. Focus on regional specialties. Yes, you can get thing. you can get a pad Thai mm. at these spots, but they're focused on regional specialties from from the areas from which they come. Tell us a little bit about Thai Barn. So Thai Barn is focused on Isan Street Food, so northeastern Thailand. Both of the ladies running that spot come from families who ran restaurants or stalls in Mm. Thailand. So the chef, her family actually had a boat noodle stall for 30 years and she's taken that recipe and brought it to Melbourne. So lucky us. How lucky are we? Yeah. I don't know. The vibe in there is so good. Like you have to line up unless you get there kind of early, but they've... But even if you get there early, when I went, I remember (laughs) I was meeting some friends there and they're like, come have a drink first. We kind of had 20 minutes till we'd originally Mm. planned to meet for dinner. And I was like, I think... I will benefit the group if I go straight to to Thai Barn. Yeah. And I did. It, it wasn't like it was a crazy wait, but I kind of was one of those people who turned up and when I looked behind me three minutes later, there were 20 people behind me. That's the thing. And I think I went just when they opened and then we were leaving and it was maybe 6.15 and I was talking to the owner and I was like, you're so busy. And there was a line out the door and she goes, no, nah, not very busy today. <laughs> and I was like, this is so funny. But inside they've painted a mural that is referencing Thai temple fairs, so kind of like a carnival that comes Mm. and uses the temple as the grounds, not a religious festival. So there's like Ferris wheels and all these really beautiful primary colours everywhere and it's just really, it's a good vibe. It is a really good vibe. It's fun. It's busy. It's boisterous. Mm -hmm. And it's somewhere that you can go in and out of, but you can also, like the crew I was with, we kind of just kept ordering more dishes and suddenly looked at our watches and thought, oh, this was a longer dinner than we yeah, than we planned. Awesome. Nearby is Patong, mm-hmm. which also has a really interesting interior. It's kind of you go in and it's bright blue walls, which is based on the history of the region in which they are specialising in. They specialise in food from Phuket and that, I guess, decor architecture is something that's quite unique to Phuket just because of the history of... The colonial architecture. And, yeah. yeah. So the walls are this beautiful aquamarine colour. They're kind of the broadsheet Melbourne <laughs> around They are the podcast logo um, colour. the podcast logo colour. And, yeah, that's another spot that's casual. You can just stop by. It's a lot bigger than the other two places, so you don't have to plan ahead as much. Okay, um, good to know. Because in that little area, of course, Thai Barn's got lines. Around mm-hmm. the corner is Soy 38, mm-hmm. which is, of course, the iconic Thai restaurant in the car park, mm-hmm. which is just line central. So. Patong is your is the new option. Yeah, if you want to walk down more towards Linda Street and you don't mind, um, yeah, you can, I'm going to say like semi-confidently because I never want to guarantee anything, but you can probably get a table. Yeah. And the things that we mentioned in our story mm-hmm. there were uh, some beautiful curries. Yes. So one of them was a seafood curry or a fish curry. And you put that down to the like pulverized galangal that is used in those recipes. Yeah, and that's an ingredient that sometimes they have trouble sourcing. So the chef has gone as far as Sydney to track it down. And when you went as well, I remember mm. you also just, didn't you just order a pad thai as well? Yeah. It was delicious. It was great. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to order, you know, 
super region specific food when you go. You can just have a great time with a pad thai. Yeah. On vintage crockery. On really cool vintage crockery that will look amazing on Instagram if you care about that. And I do. Okay, let's finish up with our friends Nora Thai. 20 seats in South Yarra. Mm -hmm. And where are they? What are the dishes that they're cooking? Where do they come from in Thailand? So they're cooking food from Surat Thani, which is a province in the Gulf of Thailand. I've never been there, but at least what they're serving at Nora Thai is very spicy, fiery, dry curries that require beers. Require beers. And as I think we've been very careful to stress every time we've talked about these places, everyone who works at these restaurants are so accommodating and so lovely. They can make it for you without chili. That was actually something we wrote in our Thai barn story as well. Like Mm -hmm. most dishes are served at a certain spice level, but if you ask, they can be made mild. Yeah. And they're not going to make fun of you. They're not going (laughs) to think anything of you. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. There was a sour fish curry on the Nora menu that... Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why I haven't got there yet. I, I know, live I so close. I remember you talking about this sour fish I know. Curry. I just, I, you know, I end up, you know, you return to the same places over yeah. and over again. Like I went to my favorite Malaysian spot, which mm-hmm. you know I love, my Gia, in <laughs> South Yarra last night. But I probably should have headed past Nora time. Got grab it. something from there. Yeah. Um, if anyone is like South Yarra averse or it seems a bit far, I don't know. Those two are going to open a spot in the city hopefully next year. I think pretty confidently next year. So... That's I'm incredible. Sure we'll be that, back talking about that. That's incredible that so fast they they're like, great, let's open a second yeah. venue. They've they've outgrown the space. I think it's kind of undeniable. Oh, okay. Mm. It's only a twenty seater. They won't close. The they're South not going to close it. Yeah. I just think they definitely felt a bit felt a bit anxious. Just yeah, you're like, oh my god, that. I have to go. But they have people coming from the city. Yes, there, so I think they're aware of that. And well, we will keep out. our eye out for mm-hmm. that as well. Thank you very much, Audrey. Thanks. Melbourne designer Anna McLaren started her shoe label A. Emery in 2018 following an apprenticeship at US label The Row. Anna wanted to create minimalist leather sandals that would stand the test of time. And until recently, the brand's range kind of solely featured footwear with leather boots, flats and heeled sandals also in the mix. Now, A. Emery has launched its first clothing line and broadsheet shopping editor Alice Jeffrey has written about the new women's wear collection and also interviewed Anna about it. Hey, Alice. Hi, Emma. So in your story, you said Anna is returning to her roots with this range. Can you explain the motivation behind the collection? Yeah, so Anna is trained as a women's wear designer. And when she launched the brand with shoes, that was kind of out of this personal want and need to find a pair of flats or find a pair of boots that, you know, she wasn't satisfied with what was out there. So I think she was really always wanted to grow the brand into something that would have women's wear as well. And um, this collection, which has just launched for Resort, is, I guess, a taste of what's to come the first drop is quite tight in terms of the styles in there, but there are also pieces that I think we can expect to see season on season and be built on in the brand. And she's got a very minimalist sort of approach in both the way pieces are cut and the way they fit and also the colours, very black, white and beige, but in a really not boring way. I think she's found ways to keep it interesting with different details. Like the blazer is a collarless blazer. There's a beautiful white skirt. It's in a Japanese seersucker. So it has some texture and it also has kind of a high waistband that's cinched and that paper baggy kind of silhouette. So they feel special, even though I guess they're quote unquote basic items to have in your wardrobe. For anyone who is familiar with A. Emery already, 
you would kind of expect that all of these items go really well with the sandals and the footwear that Anna has already been making and would sit within that kind of minimalist, almost loose suiting category. Yeah, she sort of said basically her dream wardrobe is easy tailoring. And I think that's ease of wear, ease of looking after. I think that's her philosophy is that things shouldn't just look good when they're hanging on a hanger. They should still look good when they're on a body. She's very conscious of fabrics. She uses like a summer weight wool for the tailoring, which I think sometimes people hear wool and think, oh, that will be hot and stuffy, but it's quite a lightweight fabric and it's really fluid. And it also, if you're sitting at a desk or you, you know, you're driving people around to school drop-offs and things like that, you're not going to get out and be super creased and crinkled because it kind of has a bit more structure to it than say linen or yeah, other fabrics that people might be drawn to. And I think similarly with her shoes, everything's very like clean and elegant. Everything works together. So it it kind of takes the hard task of getting dressed in the morning away if I guess you're minimalist and pared back wardrobe inclined. I really like that detail in your story about her collarless blazer that is something that she primarily needs to drive around in. It needs to be functional above all else. And I think that's a really great way of her approaching this particular collection. Let's talk about the trench coat too, because that's an unusual item to have in a resort collection. And it's really lightweight, but I like that it's been designed or added. We live in Australia and and seasons are very changeable. And also we don't buy things necessarily for the three months ahead of us. We're buying them for the next few years. So what makes this particular one stand out to you? I think it's very classic sort of at face value. It's a beige trench coat. It's got some really nice detailing in the lapel and, you know, um, you can belt it and it falls to kind of a, depending on your height, I guess, a mid length, um, not too short, not too long. <laughs> but yeah, I think her inclusion of a trench coat in this collection and then only sort of having two dresses in the capsule, which is something that Australian brands often lean very heavily into at this time of year is dresses. That really speaks to Anna's personal style and also the way that we live that, you know, the weather is quite unpredictable um, at the moment, particularly this time of year. You also could be traveling. um, And like you said, we're not just buying this for one season to wear it now and, you know, move on to something next. It's like you buy this trench coat this year, but you'll pull it out each time that it's, you know, the right weather to be wearing a trench. In your story, you also went into detail about the Goddard pants and these are tailored but lightweight. What did you like about the design and the way that it fits on the body? People might just be like, they're a pair of black pants. Like how exciting can that be? But for me, like a really good pair of black pants is such a key item to have in a wardrobe. And the way that Anna's cut them, she's actually set the um, side seams sort of to the back a bit more than a classic cut would be straight down, you know, the side of the leg. And that creates a more flattering silhouette for the wearer. And where can you find the new collection? You can find the new collection online at amory.com. That's it for today. If you're enjoying the podcast, tell your friends and leave us a review. And to make sure you don't miss any episodes, subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening now. You can find new episodes in your feed every Monday, Wednesday and Friday morning. 